When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to What Makes You Sing with Larry Owens. I'm Larry Owens. Uh, this is a comedy podcast about music taped fresh every week. No, this was pre-recorded on the historic Lower East Side of Park Slope, Brooklyn at Forever Dog Studios. Um, I just want to let you know, um, many of you already know this, but none of this has been rehearsed. None of this has been, music has been seen before. Where this is all happening 100% Whole Foods organic. And it's played to absolute perfection, impromptu perfection. By James Harvey on the keys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, Oh, you know we're handling our sniffles. It's it's the global warming of it all. The the climate is in absolute turpitude. I know when it's seventy in January, it really throws you off. It's just uh, how can we how can we be consistent with with what's happening with the weather? There's no way to be consistent and take care of ourselves. There's no way. I'll just back up from the mic when I sniffle. That's the only. It's the only thing you can do. You spent this weekend um, doing some taking some political action, which I think this is a good time to talk about it with the people because it's a new year, it's an election year, and I think that this is really important. So, what did you do yesterday? Yesterday, I made some phone calls for Bernie Sanders. And how easy was it? It was super easy. You go to berniesanders.com slash call, and it connects you to people in Iowa and Minnesota and Nevada, and um, you know beyond trying to convince people for the candidate that you like it's fascinating to have these conversations with strangers and they really open up to you about what's important in their lives and you have these this real connection to these people you talk to telephone calls the original podcast now i saw on your instagram which is at james g harvey i saw on your instagram it was like you were just with friends and it looked like it was like pretty chill and fun yeah it was great we just got together in my friend's apartment you don't need to go to any campaign office or anything you can do it from the comfort of your own home so i highly recommend it oh that's absolutely lit and so uh you know how we begin the podcast every week with a request this one comes from at jujubi six three four five thank you so much and um take this also as a political uh, message Around 
days have officially been ended you know music can heal the world and we just solved it i you know the double bar of that song is the first beat of world peace absolutely uh okay so um uh, let's get into it here in the studio we have a very very special episode of what makes you sing because this is one of the most special artists we have in this city a multidisciplinarian she was trained in music but now she's a comedian du jour she hosts the monthly show yourself your body she's the author of emotional slut and other other books of poetry and writing she is uh, truly just an amazing light of my life. One of the star of Handmaid's Tale, the musical. You see her everywhere. It's Artie Gullapudi! Oh my god! Hey! Wow! What's up? We're so excited to have you. This is this is like one of the episodes of like why we have this podcast. Hmm. Yeah, it's like to have people like you on who ah. are just so um, deft at handling art into in so many arenas, so many spaces. That's as so a, nice of you to say. Yes, as a writer, a comedian, a musician, a kindred soul. Ah, you just start crying. I'm a cancer as well, so I'm like very <laughs> emotional. Already knows my chart. <laughs> so you are your cancer sun. I'm cancer sun. Um, Gemini moon Virgo rising. So I'm chaotic. Okay. I'm really chaotic. I, yeah, because your social media, which is amazing, <laughs> it's like like knowing that that should be your bio yeah. because it lends so much insight. It's pretty chaotic. Yeah, <laughs> but you're leading with cancer, which is, which is the emotion. Exactly. Yeah. And while cancer is not my son, mm. I'm a Sag son, and I'm mm. double cancer. Oh my I'm god! So much cancer. Yeah. That I recognize. Wow. They say real, recognize real. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say real, recognize real. Emotional, yeah. emotional, recognize um, emotion. Exactly. That's how I feel right now. I feel this. I feel that spirit right now. So many emotions. Really. Just, like in this space. Like what? Like what? Like what are a few? What are you feeling? Um. In general, I'm always like, Am I? Am I doing everything right? <laughs> no, I'm like I'm I'm very like emotional about how I'm being like presented and when I say cuz I want to be in control of my chaos. Isn't that 
Okay, that's the Gemini. Yeah, that's the but Gemini. But no, was at the Virgo? That's Virgo? Virgo might be control, but I have so much chaos that it's Gemini. But then a lot of the chaos is emotional, which is Cancer. Okay, yeah, that's your that's your swirl. Yeah, that's yeah. my swirl. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> Go to E. Mac and Bolios and order that chaotic swirl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. Uh, the last time I saw you was in fact yesterday. Yeah, and you were you 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 work in my neighborhood. Yeah, which is my current neighborhood, mm-hmm. which is really fun. It's really fun to just have, be able to pop in and hang I, out. I honestly love. I work I work at a little bookstore, and people are always popping in. And my coworker yesterday was like, "You have so many people who come in." And I said, I never knew that this many of my friends were literate. <laughs> I'm absolutely. A lot of them don't act like they are. <laughs> we, we truly tweet like we cannot read or write. Exactly. Like, there's no spell check. Yeah. No, I feel like it's like a really good job for you and your vibe. Like right now, how would you describe your hair? Well, like what? Um, like right now. So right now, and I also am getting it done this week because the person who does my hair just is like, I have a vision and then we'll do my hair. Oh, you reverse engineer. Yeah. So this person. They tell you what you're going to get. Yeah. So this is like right now they it's like my I had I was blonde all summer. I was like bright blonde all summer. And then I was okay, like, white. Yeah, I know. And I was like, yeah, this is this was very it was very fun. I was very slutty. And then in the fall, um, my roots were growing in and then she dyed it sapphire. Oh, OK. It's a sapphire. So there's like my dark black roots, but it's sapphire. But my hair is like really curly. So it looks like. People come into the bookstore and they're like, you work here, right? (laughs) (laughs) You totally, you totally. And then like your cute fits and like your amazing jewelry. Like the vibe is definitely, I feel like you are doing really just like a case study for a screenplay. Exactly. (laughs) And it's for my own personal screen. I will be, sometimes I'm like, I should write this down, these interactions. You should. You should. Uh, Some juicy, some juicy um, smart men coming into the A lot of juicy smart, yeah. A lot of smart people coming in, and then I was telling Larry that I'm trying to get my rent paid this year. <laughs> By a smart and handsome literate person, yeah. <laughs> which I think is the goal. People are like, Larry, what is your type? I'm like, smart, handsome, literate person? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> someone who would go in a bookstore. Yeah, someone who would go in a bookstore. On a Saturday afternoon. On a Saturday afternoon, just chilling. <laughs> I know. I, w- I was like, hey, do you have any Alice Childress? And Artie's like, no, we send those people to the drama bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bitch, read some fiction. <laughs> it's like the fiction here is stacked. Yeah, literally I, stacked. I, I do not have the capacity for fiction. <laughs> I have the capacity for dramatic narrative, mm. but I don't have the capacity for like fiction. My cute thing that I do is like, have you seen the independent table where we have like all our like independent? And then <laughs> automatically everyone's like, what's your Instagram? I get a lot of followers through the bookstore. Oh, see, I told you this is vibe. <laughs> like it's like I like brought it up because I feel like it's just huge it for is. vibe. For right now, it is very much because I'm like sometimes I'm like you know my coworkers will be like oh you're really funny and I was telling Larry this yesterday that I was like if I was really funny I wouldn't have to have a part time job right I'd no be like, I'd be no like, uh, no not in this climate honey I know yeah in this climate we're all just you know we're we're pooling our nickels together for the common good <laughs> vote Bernie <laughs> <laughs> I know I feel like I had to officially come out on the I podcast know. you had like, to come out. only oh, only wow, because if I'm if I'm ta- yeah, I'm making an official endorsement through you I know I drove your <laughs> I know, but like, <laughs> if I'm talking to people every week, like, then uh, I, I it, it, you just have to know that, like, this is where the values are aligned. Yeah. And it's, and I, I, I just, 
And you got to speak up on your values. Yeah. You can't yeah. be speak afraid up on my that values. someone yeah. who disagrees with you is going to like you less or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think anybody who's listening to this podcast is going to be someone who's super pro-Trump. <laughs> well, certainly I, not that. Well, I truly don't know. Like, yeah, and that, I hope just... that I hope that everyone likes music. Yeah. And... We could have a lot of Klobuchar <laughs> listeners. Yeah, we got some Klobuchar <laughs> listeners. <laughs> who knows? We got some Yang Gang in the house. Yeah. Yes, and that's so like that's why I'm like making it. I'm like coming out at this juncture. Oh, yes, yes, and like yes. not waiting, but being like, hey, let's. Um, yeah, no. Sorry to, to, to like drag you into. No, no, this no. I love it. Um, as somebody who is, on Christmas Eve I had a date and the guy slept over, um, and I read to him excerpts of this children's book I have called "The Ghost of Karl Marx." <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to. That's my yeah. political space <laughs> that I exist in. <laughs> how is that? The show notes. <laughs> how was that received? Um, I, I, I don't think he is when I was like, oh, what book are you reading? Or like, are you interested in like, what book are you like interested in reading? And he said the Rihanna book, which is famously not a book you need to read. It's just a coffee table book with, <laughs> with like hundreds of photos of her. And I was like, oh, well, you don't have to read that. It's just like photos. That's cool. It is a cool book. But like, you know, you can't carry that around. The Rihanna book is like the size of me. It's a huge book. It's like a $200 book. And then he was like, yeah, no, like, that's the book I want to read. And I was like, well, let's bring the focus smack dab yes. right back to yes. baby girl. OK, Artie, it's the question that I ask all of my guests. Yes. What is the music that made you? Wow. OK, so I have like a very weird trajectory, I would say. Um, when I was like really young, I was like seven years old. I got like a solo the first time we were allowed to do choir. And my mom was like wow, we should like sign her up for some extracurricular things so she can go to an Ivy League to become, because, you know, to be in an Ivy League school, you have to have all the extracurriculars. So my mom thought that it would be something to put on my resume for when I like go to school for engineering. Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. It was like, you have to have the perfect uh, college application. Yeah. Starting from like age seven and eight. Okay. You know? So like, so you have to be the best at something. Yeah. In addition to this, we know that you're going to get straight A's. Yeah. We, we know that you're going to have. Yeah. For the listeners, I'm Indian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's important to the narrative that's, that's happening. That's important to the narrative, but good. And now that's in the space yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already the new american you know we can never ask someone their ethnic makeup of course, yes. so like i'm it's <laughs> let's not dance around it i am a model minority right <laughs> so it was a given that you're gonna you're gonna get straight a's yeah and then but to bolster the application to make it really impenetrable yeah. mom was like oh you show like small talent in this arena yeah. like let's like go big on that yeah and so then i auditioned to be in this it's you know westminster choir conservatory in like princeton Ugh. so i started going there from age seven that's elite yeah like we like sang at the white house and stuff yes it's very elite what was that first solo in um the first solo i think we just i can't even remember the song i'm sure it was like somewhere over the rainbow like something that like uh, just like the first choir song you'll ever sing and then i just was like yeah i'm <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, I think it was somewhere over the rainbow. And then I refused to prepare anything for my audition. So I did sing somewhere over the rainbow for my audition. Oh, this is an important sign. I know, yeah, I got in. Rhythm. Yeah, and I got in and I used to go to choir every, oh, should I sing it? All right, here we go. <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow, way up. There's a land 
is because I don't sing songs like this. <laughs> here we go, here we go. Someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Where troubles melt like lemon drops way above the chimney tops. That's where you'll find me. Somewhere. And you made it into Westminster. <laughs> yeah. With that song. With that song. And I sang it probably just like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you mean? Just I, like, like that? Just like I went in and was very much like, I don't want to do any. So the whole reason why I don't want to do it, it was four hours every Saturday mornings. For like a kid. It's like hard. And Are you I from didn't, New Jersey? Yeah. I'm from, I'm, it was like a 15 minute drive from where I grew up. But I was like. I want to go to sleepover. Like, I want to make, <laughs> oh, you know you what I mean? So it was like 8 to 12. Yeah. And it was, which is crazy, right? That's a long time on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and you're just like learning this huge, like, cantata, cantata after cantata. Yeah. And it was all like choral music. Like, we used to sing with the Princeton University Orchestra. We used to like get casted to do like, there was like a Hansel and Gretel and we were like the gingerbread children. Okay. okay. And so there's this like, <laughs> like every year we're the gingerbread children and I have this like vivid memory of like a woman being like, focus, focus, elder bush. And, like, <laughs> and then we'd be like, oh. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. You guys were just like children singers for hire. Exactly. They're like, okay, we need a group of children, like the Grammys, like we need children to like walk out, you know, singing. And yeah. like they would call the, the choir yeah the children's choir i know i you, you like four hours of choral singing literally like my, i'm like yeah i'm obsessed yeah i mean <laughs> but you weren't you were not for a while not for a while i for a while every <laughs> saturday morning my parents were like well my mom specifically would be like all right like i'll go take you to dunkin donuts if you just show up to choir and then finally, yeah, and I was like, yeah. Trade? Yeah, yes. I was like, yeah, I was like, nice. Sugar. <laughs> I'd be getting, like, I would get, like, a coffee culotta as, like, an eight-year-old. Oh, okay. I would walk into choir with a coffee and a dough. Like, you would literally <laughs> need it for four hours. Like, four <laughs> hours. Being an adult, great. Now you can just go to Dunkin' Donuts. I know. You don't have to go to choir That's practice. The, and they don't tell you that as a kid. <laughs> you don't gotta go to choir. I think it's implied. <laughs> like, we're like, wait, no one has to do anything. I'm held to this unreal standard. And, and you are doing that <laughs> no it's it's implied it was it was so it was a very but then for some reason um middle school happened and in middle school i suddenly like became really enamored with going to choir and i was just like i love this i'm good at this i don't have any friends at school but i'm like i'm a great second soprano <laughs> second okay i was a great second <laughs> soprano because i was like i'm not like for me, I was like, high sopranos have it easy. Like, of course, you can float over everyone else. The but like, top. Yeah, but what happens if you get really in there? <laughs> Second soprano is a gangster ass, like, part of the choir. Because you have the range, but you also so you have the range of a soprano, the musicality of an alto. Yeah. We're obsessed. Yeah. And don't let us start splitting in between all the parts. Uh, don't. Uh, you, first, second sopranos, uh, first, second altos, first, second, third, ten. We can really get some crunchy ass things going with choral dude, music. That's what I'm saying. 
and you know like i was that kind of person that was like they'd be like okay we need two people to sing this one weird note and i'm like i guess so <laughs> <laughs> were you reading music by then yeah like so you were like picking up like you were in the choir mm-hmm. was this an art school or just a standard middle school um i went to so i went to public school and the thing about in a nice area in a nice area <laughs> so yeah in the like, middle of jersey and it was like all so it was super like diverse okay. yeah and I think like the thing is though is that I started getting really really goofy in middle school to like snub off like anybody critiquing me or bullying me. I would just be like I'm going to be really really funny. Your personality. Developed. Yeah, so my personality developed which is me which is just being a nuisance. <laughs> I'm <laughs> in general a nuisance. So uh my like arts teachers never liked me because even though I was like able to read music and pick up on things I was also someone that was like making the whole soprano section laugh. Insubordinate. <laughs> exactly. Insubordination with huge skill. Yeah, that's the class clown. The class clown's like, I know I my work is done. Yeah. And so now let's just like have fun while we're here. Yeah. Which is like, no one tells you that's what adulthood is like. It's like once you like, once you learn the material, like once you make, like, you know, yeah. you have to get everything in a row, then it's just about how you do it. And yeah. class counts like do it with like joy. They're yeah. like, if we got to be here, let's fucking have fun. Exactly. And I think that was exactly what was happening. And like, but for some reason during those four hour choir things, I was like, all, I never made friends through that choir thing. So at Westminster, you were like, I was just, like, oh, I'm just reading music. You were clocking in, clocking out. You were punching and punching out. But then yeah. at school, it was like, there's a community like, this is our like microcosm inside of the big. Yeah. I used to literally like in inquire, we would have like a lunch break when we had extra long rehearsals. Um, and I would go to the record store down the street. And then the then that's when I started like really listening to the music that I actually listened to. Like the guy handed me like a La Tigre CD and like I started <laughs> I started getting to like Riot Girl at like age 13. Oh my god. Yeah. So my first concert was Sonic Youth, like right after middle school. What? (laughs) (laughs) But I was really into choral music too. That's so that's so crazy. And so like the record story, it's really that person who was feeding your taste. Yeah. So basically what had happened was I was going in and I was I'm pretty sure I was purchasing I was trying to purchase like some like Ashley Simpson record. (laughs) And the guy was like and the guy was like, No, dude, like here's like (laughs) here's like some actual like girl rock stuff and so yeah 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 this was like my favorite band and i've seen like karen o perform like seven times oh my god like her solo stuff i'm like obsessed with what do you want to do which which yeah yeah song yeah i don't know what's the class you probably know like maps right that's like Mm. a classic no that's no, a I mean, classic. I, no, I can play. Who is it? Who, what's Let's the name see. Of we can do any Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song. Maps by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that should be yeah, it. So, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you go in you go in being like, hey, I saw on MTV this like girl rocker, yes. like this like badass girl rocker. Mm-hmm. And then this person's like, that's that's fake. Yeah. He was actually like basically like, you know, because I looked very young. So I don't think he was he wasn't like, that's dumb. Yeah. He was kind yeah. of like. What about this? Aww. And a lot of these albums, like Le Tigre's album, it's like it's called like Feminist Sweepstakes. And it's like the cover is like bright pink and bright blue. And it's very, very femme. And then I was like, then that's how I found like the yeah, yeah, yeah's after like listening. And, and like Karen O is super femme, too. Like she has a personal stylist since before she was her best friend is a stylist and she would like walk out with like huge like femme costumes Ugh. like red lipstick and just like she's half Korean. And this is what you were identifying with. Yeah. Well, what were you identifying with inside of all of this? I think I was identifying with like like 
because because I was like always goofy in class and not really like adhering to like structure in class I think this music was a reflection of that and I think that's the point of a lot of like feminist induced punk right that like or any like feminist rock and stuff like that it is like it is supposed to be like breaking structure like Kim Gordon and Sonic Youth and stuff like that like dissonance and that's also why I liked being that second soprano that would sing that one word note. <laughs> wow. Social oh, dissonance, man. baby! You are <laughs> social dissonance. <laughs> What's the feel? Let's see. Um, it should be like, pack up, I'm straight, lean knife. Oh, say, 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 oh, say, say, say. Oh, say, 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 oh, say, 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 oh, say, 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 wait, they don't love you like I love you, wait, they don't love you like I love you, maps, wait, they don't love you like I love you. Kinds, your kind, I'll stay the same pack. I don't stray. Oh, say, 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 oh, say, 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 wait. They don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Maps, wait. No, they don't. dying that was so good so you're in middle school <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in middle school for some reason identifying well for all the reasons like we like you very clearly like and eloquently like stated like how it all fused together it's yeah like it's like music like what it is which is just this like material mm-hmm. it's like a it it's ephemeral but it's physical you mm-hmm. know you can write it down mm-hmm. and then like lyric is like like it's like emotion which is ephemeral but you can write it down mm-hmm. and then just like your identity yeah of like being a young a young girl like having these feelings of being aberrant in your environment yeah but like knowing exactly how you fit yeah it was and also it was a whole other thing of being like um i was like because I'm Indian and I'm like super hairy. I was like growing in like a thicker mustache than most of my crushes at this point. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm and I'm like oh. tiny. I'm like a tiny, tiny kid. Like Aww. I'm like sixty pounds, like four, six, like very small person. And this is like the fire and sexiness that you feel inside. I'm like, this is what I'm gonna be one day. And I'm like, uh, like I'm not growing. I'm like 
very much just like I don't know how to so my like funny middle school story I was recently telling I was telling Tim Platt this because we both were like we both love Edgar Allan Poe (laughs) (laughs) I also love Edgar Allan Poe (laughs) trying to learn okay we're going for Poe me me, you and Tim will sit down and have a talk (laughs) what a trio I'm from Baltimore and I got like a huge tome and he's he's, Poe is from Baltimore yeah yeah Um, uh, or if they died in Baltimore, and I got like a huge like tome of like of Poe, and oh then I would like reverently read. Oh my god! <laughs> Just, like, admiring like language and darkness. Oh my god! <laughs> I love Wait, what's that. What's your Poe story? My Poe story is that we had so we were like reading Poe. And the extra credit was like you can memorize a stanza of the Raven. Easy. And perform it. Okay. I misread. I actually memorized the whole poem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go off. I know it's I know, I know it's in there. I like I like literally I just now at this point I've smoked so much that I can't remember the but I know it's like rapping at my chamber door. <laughs> but the whole point is that he goes, nevermore, right? The raven. <laughs> yes. And so I go and I do it and I think I did a bomb job. Everyone thinks I'm so cool, right? Like, <laughs> like uh, everyone thinks I'm the hottest shit now. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, so you I just go, dropped the mic on Poe. I just dropped the mic on Poe. I go up to my crush during lunch and I point and wink and say, nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> With the wing like a... Yeah. Nevermore. <laughs> like I thought it was Audi. Like that is the mic drop. Okay, yes, once I'm done, when I finish a number on stage, I'm gonna be like, explosion head in the air. Nevermore. Never <laughs> that's let's bring nevermore back in a huge way. That's what I wanna do. <laughs> That merch. Just merch. Never. I had like full braces with the rubber bands. Once upon a midnight dreary. As I pondered, weak and weary. Over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. Wow. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Isn't that? Quote the Raven. Yeah. Nevermore. And I was like, that was a very sexy performance. <laughs> and I'm certain it was. And then so <laughs> so musically, um, where <laughs> musically, where do you had after at, middle school? At that point, I was like, okay, I finally like I, I came out to my parents of being like, I don't want to be an engineer or a doctor. I'm really interested in being a music teacher. Okay, so that's how I entered this Trojan horsing, Trojan horsing. Stardom inside of teaching. Yeah, that's an easy one. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I want to be a music teacher. And my parents were still like, no. And my cousin, who's like about 10 years older than me, um, he actually lives in Greenpoint with his wife. And they're both like awesome people, very adorable children. But they, so I used to go to concerts with him in New York. Like he lived in New York and he would take his like weird little like 15 year old bridge and tunnel so you would take the train in classic tri-state area and what would you go and see um well i saw sonic use a couple more times (laughs) (laughs) um but i also saw like feist you know i Mm. saw like there's this band spoon that i was into like i saw a lot of indie rock yes i remember these are all like oc bands (laughs) yeah like i I, I was really into like early indie rock like early thousands indie rock like the first time i did an edible was when i saw the shins in philly like yeah you know like i was uh, very much like this like indie indie darling or trying to be i was also trying to be this indie darling of the shins the shins i was very what would you want to do gosh let's see 
What's the popular one? It's a cla- new slang, obviously. New slang. We could do new slang. Yeah. That's, wow, that's a popular one. I just start crying. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. New slang by the shins. No, I like definitely. So you said trying to be an indie darling. Yes. Like, so you feel like the Riot Girl stuff was more authentically you. And then this is like a manic pixie version of like. Yeah, I think that I was more into. So because why I kept and why I keep like mentioning. Sonic Youth, because Kim Gordon's like solo stuff after um, she left Thurston Moore is like just like noisier. I think I was into noisier stuff. And then I was also into like Santa Gold and other like um, like new wave hip hop stuff that was burgeoning as well. But like for some reason, I wanted to land in like the indie darling space that was like I wanted to be like Zoe Deschanel. Like, like palatable. I wanted, yeah. I feel like there's a push and pull here between like what you said like your origins were and then this like part two. Yeah. I wanted to be like able to be consumed by like uh, a lot of like the white people. Zach Braff. Yeah. I wanted to be <laughs> I wanted to be consumed sexually by Zach Braff. <laughs> Change king to, king queen. to queen. 
Wow. But is this accurate? Sometimes I don't know. Google I never, fails us. Sometimes when Google fails us. <laughs> when Google fails us, I feel like I short circuit in the brain. Oh my god. I'm like, if I can't trust you, how can I trust any of my romantic partners? You decide to <laughs> become a music teacher. Yeah. And then does that lead you to uh, the illustrious Berkeley College of Music? No. Where you study. You know what happened? Um, my music teacher in high school really hated me because I was like very... Um, I was one of those people that kind of walked into choir and was like, I already sang this when I was 10. <laughs> uh, I, you did. I mean, you came in with the like, with like everything. Yeah. Like, what could they tell you about intonation, yeah. dynamics, music history, theory? I'm sure you, you knew how to read music, which is like in my like high school choir. Like we were not we were plunking. Exactly. And I, I was plunking truly until about two years ago. And, and there's also <laughs> nothing wrong with that because most people I went to college with didn't read music either because it was a jazz school. Right. So like basically what had happened was then I became obsessed with like certain bands like I was really into like stereo lab and broadcast and then i was like nico and velvet underground and there's all these like weird lou reed songs where he just like speaks over them like last great american white whale is like such a funny song because he's just like kind of talk singing over Ugh. like dissonant weird guitar stuff happening yeah. so i start becoming into that and then like pavement. should you be behind the piano Was <laughs> no, that no, no, no. Oh, okay. no 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 do not ever put me behind a piano that's okay. horrible i'm like i'm like, how, like I, I feel like you are referencing so much music that like how can we recreate do you play an instrument i mean i i play piano i'm teaching myself Mm. guitar right now um but yeah like i used to be really really good at reading music and then i was like well i love all this music and i love going to concerts i'm gonna find a space where i can sing and do some sort of like music business thing and that's how i find myself at berkeley okay because i don't say i don't have a jazz background (laughs) but then when i went to berkeley like my first month i was singing so much jazz i was like actually i'm like deeply obsessed with like sarah vaughn and billy holiday and they have like punk ethos that like a lot of these like white riot girl bands actually don't even know what they're talking about yeah like billy holiday's story are you kidding me i mean (laughs) completely tragic she passed away and only 70 cents was in her bank account she died poor yeah and like what does that mean like when we think about like what punk music even means like or like living like her life is just crazy i know like like the idea of like showing up to a venue and like being told to like use the back door you can't use the restroom and the venue that you're like selling out the like it's like her her entire fascinating story of just like where the place where she sings from yeah and everything even if you read up into her life till she was eight years old it's still more than and like it is crazy um, just a lot of like the stuff she faced. And then when you hear her singing, you can like feel it. If you like listen to like a record, that's like you can like feel it. And I think that I began being like really obsessed with jazz. And then I was like, maybe I'll work with, for a record label. But I was like secretly just like in my room, like listening to like a lot of like female vocalist jazz. Oh my God! What what a connected turn for you. I know. Um, so so jazz is the foundation at Berkeley. It's not classical repertoire. Not at all. But you know, I went. They're in, also really into prog rock. And yeah. Dream theater. Yeah, so I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that guys that I went to a lot of concerts of the band Lettuce. You know that band Lettuce? Yeah. I know yeah. Lettuce. <laughs> I'm like, he looks like he knows what lettuce is. <laughs> I'm a lettuce man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So a lot of stuff like that. So musically, like I wasn't getting any auditions for anything my like voice teacher was always trying to get me to sing avril lavigne <laughs> i'm dying uh, yeah. let's let's stick with billy and sarah yeah. what what would you like to um, um explore with gosh, us let's today? see what is what songs i feel like recently i've been like very into um like all of me is always a great one mm. 
but like it's a classic it's easy to play i'm trying to think of what's easy to play um oh no jazz we can go off okay. into jazz it was oh, okay. like it's okay. I, I don't know how sonic it is going to sound on this piano oh, no, no. on this keyboard we <laughs> god do, bless the child do you want to do someone to watch over me sure i love that one yeah that's a great one i we play that because i play that for boogie on the brink yes. and but we do it with tessa playing like weird guitar noises in the I, back. it's so good i love i love that image and i love that the version of the song that you do it's, with tessa scara ah, tessa scara an icon yeah so there's a saying old says that love is blind Still we're often told, seek and ye shall find. So I'm going to seek a certain lad I've had in mind. Looking everywhere, I haven't found him yet. He's a big affair I cannot forget. Only man I ever think of with regret. I'd like to add his initials to my monograph. Tell me where is the shepherd for this lost lamb? There's a somebody I'm longing to see. I hope that he turns out to be. Someone who watch over me. I'm a little lamb who's lost in the wood. I know I could always be good to one who I don't bounce. That's my part. You bounce. I don't bounce. I don't bounce. That's my home issue in life. Oh, okay. But what's the soprano take on it? I don't know. I'd be like. But it sounds so weird. Yeah. So I can't. Good. It doesn't. Voices. You like both voices? <laughs> I love both voices. I feel like people don't like a high soprano anymore. No, we're bringing it back. Are we bringing high soprano we're, back? We're bringing pure voice soprano back. Really? Yes, in a big way. Wow. Do you know that that was like my like musical school trauma that I like couldn't belt, but I could sing really high? No, we no, we're bringing back the soprano. Like we're bringing back soprano voice, but in converses. Wow. You know what I mean? Like it's just like just so. A I'm really just like imagining like everyone chill. like mini Rupertons and converse. <laughs> yeah, like literally just like no walk on pure tone, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, and it's like it's it's controversial to bring up, but the West Side Story revival. Yeah. Um, they do. They have a pure 
Peter Soprano. Really? They have, they have, a, they have a brown Latina, like not size two. Like she, Soprano? Like, and she's singing. She's a Juilliard. Her name is Shireen <gasps> Pemintel. I will, and she also makes an appearance on John Mulaney's Sack Lunch Bunch. Whoa. I will go and see it just for the representation of like, here is brown girl singing pure, like, but brown. Like, you know how they yeah, normally yeah, do yeah, Maria yeah. and yeah. it's like, this is she's the only the type l- of Latinx person that exists. Yeah. No, she's like a brown girl in converses wow. singing pure voice beautifully. I see that's what I needed at a certain point in life because I was like everyone it, like my voice teachers and stuff were like well you can't belt because like there's no even when you're because even when I was at Berkeley even though it's a jazz school it was like cool for jazz guitar but a lot of the vocalists oh were, the vocalists were Lauren Allred were you yeah. there when Lauren was there? Yeah so that's what I'm saying everyone's a belter like I went at the same time um, you know MJ Oh, uh, MJ Rodriguez, yeah. <laughs> the actress. Yeah. <laughs> yes, from Pose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like we were at Berkeley at the same time. Oh, uh, that voice. Yeah. Her voice is amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I was just like, yeah, I'll just like, I'll do music business. <laughs> but I graduated <laughs> a year early and then I was like, okay, I'm done. I'll never perform again. <laughs> and then, and then when does like comedy come into play? And by the way, I've heard you belt um, at <laughs> Spirit Night. Oh, when I you guess sang I did Celine belt. Dion, yeah. you absolutely belted, but sorry, won't we'll digress. I know, I guess I can belt sometimes. It, you absolutely can. No, you love to doubt your skill, and I'm not obsessed with that, <laughs> but I'm obsessed with you, so I deal with it. <laughs> Anyways, so but like where does like comedy cause that I've seen you use music in your performance? Yeah, I so. guess comedy enters like much later after I was in like New York for a while. I was in this like really horrible abusive relationship, and every time I tried to like write music or bring it up. I just wasn't encouraged, but I was also like being abused in other ways. And then I just like left the moment that I decided it's going to be five years as Valentine's Day that I left that relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I moved in with two friends and then I just they were very much like you're a performer. I was like very encouraged. And then I just kind of like went off the rails because I was just doing this. (laughs) I was like trying to live completely opposite of how I was living before because I was in this like two and a half year abusive relationship. And so what I did was just flip everything I was doing. I like quit my full time job. I like, you know, started just like writing stand up and like just using my voice in any way I could to talk about like what had been happening to me um, for like years. And even before that, like how like all like this trauma was just like bubbling up for a while. So then I wasn't doing it great the first few years, I don't think. But I think like at this it. I ha- wasn't even confident to do music again until my best friend Ryan and I were living together and he was always playing guitar in the living room and I would like hum along and he's like, you're a great singer. And I was like, oh, I don't sing anymore. And then he like the original music that I perform is like everything that I wrote with him. So it is a v- it's kind of like a weird dark twist there not to bring the mood down. But um, yeah. that's how you started to use music. <laughs> yeah. And in your act. And it's it's about it's been in a relationship of you discovering your talent through other people yeah. because why do you think that you, uh, why do you think that you don't see it in yourself? Yeah. I think I just, honestly, it was literally like being at Berkeley and having voice teachers tell me certain things and then being in a relationship and not being like supported by anybody that I was hanging out with or even the person I was in a relationship. Like I don't talk to anybody that I was friends with during those two and a half years. Um, and nobody supported me at all. And then to suddenly meet someone who was like, let's hang out, let's move in together, let's make music together, let's make, like, like you are very funny, you are all these things. And, like, very much treated me like a partner, even though we weren't romantic partners. He was just, like, my best friend. 
And I've never felt that like unabashed like support. And then through him, now everyone in my life I'm friends with is like a reflection of that same support that I thought like only one person can give me. So you're able to rebuild yourself emotionally yeah. as like a new person. Yeah. Do you think that there's more in the journey for you to rebuild yourself artistically? Definitely. And sort of in the same way, correct the ills that you've experienced? Definitely. De- and then that's like, that's like also like when you, when people like follow my social media and stuff too, it's like everything is like, I'm very open about like, there's still so much work. Like I still have so much like anxiety and like self hate, but uh I don't know I'm like working through that like therapy I like that's why I write books like boys I've kissed and hated is like an anthology of like everyone across the gender spectrum I've kissed and all like the embarrassing things because like it's just if I'm open with it then people are able to be like you're not the only one that's done embarrassing shit again artistically you're doing amazing work with your personal life but (laughs) how do we get as as a goal of me as a self like my selfish goal as an artist like how do we get how do we get you like how do we get the freedom yeah. of like because I like the the right like the influences that you have yeah. are so counterculture, they're so unboxed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. I just like I I'm I'm I want to take the box off of your voice. I know. So I my whole goal this year is while I am trying to teach myself guitar, I want to take some lessons from someone who can give me voice and guitar lessons. Okay. Like in conjunction with each other. Front front person lessons. Yeah. Like just like, you know. <laughs> Rockstar lessons. Well, what I'm trying to do is focus on learning blues scales, right? So I want to learn blues scales. And then when I'm singing with it, I can feel my voice opening up more when I like go through like tonal scales. Mm. So but I want I want someone to like I just need somebody to assist me for like at least the blues scales on guitar. Yes. I'm like if somebody could also be like, okay, now like lift the palate. (laughs) Okay, okay, this is this is our ask. We're we're putting an ask out into the universe for an amazing guitar vocal coach yeah, for like Artie. A- yeah, and I feel like this is a great, in terms of like a plan of action, this yeah, is a great yeah. way, right? I think, to get some new voices yeah. inside of your head around your ability and like the art. Yeah, yeah. That that we we just simply want to see. Yeah. I know, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying and I really, that's why like teaching myself an <laughs> instrument has helped a lot too because I'm able to be like, oh, I'm actually singing the right note. And because that's like another thing that I have anxiety about that I'm like, is this the right you note? You have amazing pitch. <laughs> Stop it. Like, like, I'm so, I'm like so <laughs> gooped and gagged at the absolute imposter syndrome. <laughs> like it is like, it is both like wild and terrifying to watch. <laughs> but <laughs> musically. Yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> that's, like, that's like how I want to self-identify. I'm like, I'm like, no, you're so, like you have amazing pitch. <laughs> See, I never feel that way. But then when I have an instrument i'm able to feel it more yeah yeah, because i have that backing of like make it physical yeah 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 so so i'm trying to to hold on to yeah and so i i think like that will help me it's also like nice to be able to like back myself yeah is power yeah a lot of power i am using a child size electric guitar (laughs) (laughs) hugely powerful and it's pink and it's powerful and it's cute. It's adorable. And so so musically, wh- where are you now? I'm writing a lot of new stuff. Um, and I'm actually like really excited about the stuff that I'm writing. Um, 
it's just more now. So what I'm trying to do is do more stuff with that puppet from Boogie on the Brink. Oh, made by Tim Platt. Well, so Tim Platt play, plays it, and then my uh, best friend Ari handmade it. Ari, it's an amazing puppet. It's a very so amazing expressive. puppet. Above his name is. Yeah, and so what I'm trying to do is write one minute songs for us to like sing for like a short series of videos and stuff. But uh, I'm just having like a really good time like like writing a lot of music. And what is like what's going into like what's influencing that music that you make now? Right now I've been listening. Oh my god. Okay, especially this past so the past week and a half, I've been really, really over listening to like a lot of Amy Winehouse, which is like kind of embarrassing. <gasps> no, is that embarrassing? It's so good. Okay, okay. I like love the song Cherry that she does where she sings it to her guitar. Because <gasps> like there's a song Cherry where she um she he's you know, there she basically is like talking about how she found someone new and then the big reveal is that it's her new guitar and i'm like it's like it's like but her voice in it is very cool Uh um because it's very jazzy but she i don't know i just like really love it but i've been listening to frank a lot which is like my favorite album by her obviously but yeah a lot of a lot of amy because she's kind of like a messy woman and like sings beautifully (laughs) kind of yeah (laughs) she's a a huge mess she was a huge mess and but after watching that documentary, I was like, "It's the man." I know. It's the man. Toxic masculinity, Toxic masculinity. will kill you. Yeah. And this is not a joke. But um, we would love to hear Cherry. Let's do Cherry. This is like feeling. It's like song. her name is Cherry. We just met, but already she knows me better than you. She understands me. After 18 years And you still don't see me like you ought to do Maybe we could talk about things If you was made of weed and strings While I love her every sound I don't know how to turn you down And you're so sick and my patience thin So I got me a new best friend With a pickup that puts you to shame And Cherry is her name And when I'm lonely Cherry's there And she plays along while I sing out my blues I could be crying And you don't care You won't call me back, you're stubborn as a Maybe we could talk about things If you was made of wheat and strings You might think I've gone too far I'm talking about my new guitar Oh, wow. Okay, punchline. <laughs> Amy got jokes. Yeah, Amy's got jokes. That's why I love it. Oh, my the God. The at the end. Music and comedy. That's Amy Winehouse. That's Artie Gallifudi. Where great. can the people out there find you, love you? Uh, tell them where to see you. Um, I am at A-R-T-I-P-A-R-T-Y, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and Artie then, Party. Artie Party. And you could follow my poetry excursions at arty farty poems so that's a-r-t-y for just the the writing portion but yeah you can see me all over town yay okay we 
sat down with Artie. Such tales did she bring. We hope you didn't forward fast. Subscribe. Don't miss a thing from Larry. James. Artie. What makes you sing? Pre-grants collect like old friends. Here to relive your darkest moments. I can see no way. I can see no way. And all of the ghouls come out to play. And every demon wants his pound of flesh But I like to keep some things to myself I like to keep my issues strong It's always darkest before the dark Now that a fool, now I've been blind I can never leave the past behind I can see no way, I can see no way has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.